0: Welcome to Language Stories, a podcast discovering languages around the world and meeting the people who speak them. I'm Lindsay Williams from Lindsay Does Languages, a language-obsessed chica on the constant exploration of language, no matter where I am in the world. Season one may have ended, but over the next few weeks, I'll be bringing you a handful of mini bonus episodes that almost became full Language Stories episodes in their own right, but didn't quite, but still deserve their moment in the spotlight. If you haven't yet listened to season one of Language Stories, go and do that now, because later this year, I'll be releasing season two, and you want to be ready to listen to and watch each new episode of season two as they come out. To make that as easy as possible, subscribe to this podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts, and if you're feeling generous, leave us a review too. It really does help us to get found by new listeners who may well love Language Stories as much as I hope you do. Okay, on with today's show. And this episode, welcome to Cuba. This episode, we're discussing a topic that I think we're all familiar with, the question of language difficulty. In particular, is Cuban Spanish harder to understand than other varieties of Spanish? Firstly, why might this have come up as a question in the first place? Well, as I've discovered from reading some of the comments on my nine reasons video series on YouTube, people love to claim that their native language or the language they're learning is the hardest language out there. You've never met a tougher grammar or worst verb conjugations or nastier spelling. Phew! And the same conversation often comes up for varieties of the same language too. For example, is American English easier to understand than British English, which Arabic dialect is the hardest to pronounce, etc. Spanish is not immune to this and before heading to Latin America for our trip, I was reading and hearing in many different places online that Cuban Spanish was among the hardest varieties of Spanish to understand. Is this just people talking or is there some reasoning behind this? Well. To look at it from one side, Cuba is a country that was, for many years, and possibly you could claim still is, isolated from the rest of the world, which would naturally mean less exposure to other languages and even other varieties of Spanish. Less exposure to other languages arguably means a higher concentration of exposure to their own Spanish with less outside influence. But Of course, they are still exposed to each other, and although Cuba is a small nation, it's still a good long bus or train ride from one end of the island to the other. So in theory, there would still be local variations going on too, right? Well, of course. But one thing that's also worth considering here is what happened shortly after the revolution, the Literacy Programme, or the Campaña Nacional de Alfabetización en Cuba. This was a huge national effort that involved sending what were known as literacy brigades out into the countryside, leading to literacy rates rising from around 60 to 70 percent before the revolution, before 1959, to 96 percent by the end of the campaign around 1961. So you could argue that any differences that did exist between rural and urban varieties of the Spanish across Cuba were potentially wiped out or at least minimised by the success of the literacy campaign. And another thing, there's not many languages aside from Spanish that are indigenous to Cuba. There's a couple of liturgical languages, which just means holy or religious languages, that have been spoken there. Abla Congo, a mixture of words from the Congo area of Africa and Spanish, a Creole forming as a result of slavery, and Lusimi too, which has some words of Yoruba origin. But they are, or were, as far as I could find in the case of Abla Congo, used for religious purposes, not so much for everyday life. So Spanish had nothing to contend with there. It's also worth mentioning Taino, which during the 16th century of the arrival of the Spanish was a principal language spoken in the Caribbean and Cuba, but is now extinct. And on top of that, there are, of course, small communities of immigrants speaking other languages. But again, due to the isolation of Cuba, nothing significant to drastically change the linguistic landscape of the country. So Spanish is pretty much ruling the roost in Cuba when it comes to language. But what about our original question? Is Cuban Spanish hard? Let's look at some common features. They drop their s's or sometimes last letters entirely of words for example instead of saying puedes venir lunes can you come on monday they might say something that sounds more like puede venir lune don't take my example here as gospel if you want to learn more do listen to some natives speaking real cuban spanish as well as the s sometimes like i said they drop those extra other letters towards the end of words too the s in the middle of words might sound a little lost as well And there's a few things going on here that may have you retuning your Spanish ears when you first arrive on the island, or in fact, islands. Actually, Cuban Spanish shares some similarities with other varieties of Spanish spoken in the Caribbean, such as the Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico. So perhaps if we insist on pitting one variety of language up against the other and finding out once and for all which is the hardest, it could be more accurate to say Caribbean Spanish is hardest. But then again, where did this come from in the first place? Well, interestingly, Cuba saw a lot of migration of Spanish speakers from the Canary Islands, who speak, along with the Andalusians from southern Spain, probably the most similar sounding variety of Spanish to the Cubans from outside the Caribbean. In fact, there's even a few words remaining in Cuban Spanish from that influence. The inevitable guagua, meaning bus, which you'll likely become familiar with from day one in Cuba. That's from Canarian Spanish. When we first arrived and I learned the word guagua, I have to admit, I found it tricky to understand everything people said. But as our time went on there and I got more and more used to speaking with people each day, it got easier. And by the end, I was dropping my s's like the best of them. And if I can get used to it in three weeks, then I'm still not convinced it's all that hard. If you're learning Spanish to communicate with people from Cuba and your resources include audio and literature and examples of the language from Cuba, and you get to practice with Cubans, then your exposure to that variety will be all the more greater and you won't find it as hard. So to answer today's question, is Cuban Spanish harder to learn? Nah, it's just different and different is good. You've been listening to Language Stories, a podcast by Lindsay Does Languages. If you like what we do and you like video, then head on over to our YouTube channel where you can watch the sister videos to the podcasts from season one. Just search Lindsay Does Languages on YouTube, and on our channel, you'll see the playlist for language stories. Once you've done that, the best things you can do to help us spread the word about language stories are, number one, to tell a friend you know who will love this too, and number two, leave a review on your favourite podcast directory. That's a fancy way of saying where you're listening to this right now. Reviews help us to get found by new listeners, which is pretty important when you're a tiny new fish in a big podcast pond. And finally, if you have a language story that you'd love to share, or you know someone that does, get in touch. You can email me at lindsay, that's l-i-n-d-s-a-y, at doeslanguages.com. That's lindsay at doeslanguages.com. I always love to hear from you. Your feedback helps to shape future episodes. And that's important, because without shape, they're just lumps. As always, you can follow me in all the usual places. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all that jazz. And learn more at lindydaslanguages.com. Until next time, keep learning languages and keep sharing stories. Ciao, Pescal!